Well, hello there. Good afternoon. Good evening. You know, good morning. Whatever, wh whatever time of the day you are watching this. Thank you for joining uh, David and I for another episode of Wake Up Calls. And what this is all about is talking about the things that are happening today that are causing us to wake up. What waking up means to us is beginning to question. Uh, the narrative of what reality is all about so that we can begin to explore maybe the deeper parts of, of our essence, our beingness inside of this, this grand illusion that we're all inside of. So David, thank you so much for joining me for another one of our fun conversations. I absolutely love having these conversations with you. Yes, Lina, it's always a pleasure to, to be sharing space with you. Um, there's a way in which you and I connect that is quite different, I think, from other people. Um, you know, we've both been blessed with an ability to see things that other people are either uh, unable to see or maybe too afraid to look at. And so, and what I love about how we, how we do this is we are both coming from a place of deep love for for each other for all the, all the people who watch this for the entire planet i mean it's really about this idea of waking up it sounds kind of harsh i think and i know that I, you know i've got a few friends who say well it's not your job to wake people up it's it's their job to wake themselves up and i say yeah but sometimes people have to be have have to at least be shaken a little to say, hey, time to wake up, you know, or shown something that they may be not seeing. Um, I think that's part of what I'm here to do. And I'm, I know it's what you're here to do. And we help each other. I mean, can you, can you remember when we first started doing this? We started sharing with each other some of the things we were seeing. And I remember many times <laughs> having, you know, jaw-dropping moments with you as we, you know, uh, looked at different things and, and saying, my God, this is this is what's really happening. The, the illusion, as you say, the illusion is being slowly stripped away and and slowly at first, but it's starting to accelerate now so that yeah. the stripping away is happening much, much more quickly and more and more people are waking up. I, I'm so excited about what's what's coming. <laughs> Me too. And, you know, what to your point that the love that we have between each other, but what begins to happen when we begin to discover the truth of who we are we come to the realization that we are all one so my awakening is activating the awakening of the collective the your awakening activates my awakening we're all here helping each other so yeah. so it's true it's not our job to wake anybody up but it is also true that as we wake up it is our job to be the manifestation of what that looks like so that others can be inspired into awakening. So they, it kind of, it's two sides of the same coin. And if I was in the physical shoes of those who are totally asleep, I would love a gentle nudging. Mm -hmm. If I knew what is coming, I would so love and appreciate a gentle nudging, which is why I like that you and I put information out there we're not forcing it on anybody. People can take what they want. And if ever the day comes, and I, I am certain that it is, and not too far, not too too long from now, yeah. that people see what has really been going, what has been going on, they're going to say, why didn't you say something? 
And I don't need to have evidence that I've been saying it, but it's going to be all over. Not only our, our YouTube channels, our newsletters have been filled with information for, you know, me 15 years that you what 10 years if not more um putting out messages and and sharing the wonderful news that there is just more to life than what we have been taught and this awakening is a beginning to move out of this very myopic way of looking at life there is so much so much available to us and at first it's scary to open up to all that information but like they say the truth shall set you free it first yeah. pisses you off when you realize yeah. how much you don't know but right. then the truth that set you free i mean it, this is biblical information around for thousands of years yeah. that only truth frees us and ignorance ignorance binds us yeah. and it's not bliss it is not bliss to be ignorant that's right yeah yeah I like what you said there. The there's a lot of a, a lot of absolute truth in what you're saying, and it certainly all resonates for me. And um, you know, I, I found that I, I don't I don't really get pissed off at the truth so much as uh, I thought. How on earth I get pissed off at the fact that I was lied to beforehand more than I get pissed off at the truth. I'd rather have all the truth in front of me, even if it's not pleasant to look at. That's what I have found in my life, and I suspect it's the same for you. The the idea that uh, truth is somehow bad and that we should somehow hide, I, even little white lies, I think, can be um, that can be inappropriate. I think there, rather than using a little white lie to protect people from the the truth, I think what we should do is learn to be more compassionate about how we deliver the truth, rather than yeah. trying to hide it. And and I I, I think. What pisses me off more than anything is the fact that we have a whole institution that is going out of its way to mislead us and lie to us and to make up stories that simply aren't true. And in and today in particular, it's particularly stories about about Donald Trump and uh, and and the patriots who are trying to clean up the corruption in this world. Yeah. Hi, Elliot. Welcome. Thank you for coming. I'm glad to see you here. But you know what, David, like in that movie, I think it's called A Few Good Men, when Jack Nicholson says to Tom Cruise, you know, you can't handle the truth. And in many ways, we we really, we didn't have the consciousness to handle the truth. And still today, many cannot handle the truth. So in some ways, those of us who are beginning to discover the, the information that is out there now, I'm going to say that there's, we're calling it the truth, but in absolute truth, in, in, in consciousness, all is perfect. Nothing is, there's no good or bad in, in consciousness. So the relative truth that we are, has to be discovered by those who go seek for it, because those who are not ready for it cannot handle it. It, it creates that cognitive dissonance. It creates that total, complete, um, you know, it would drive you into insanity if you found out that the life that you thought you were living has really been a lie, just about all of it. All of it has been a lie. So this yeah. process of awakening that that gurus, teachers, sages, messiahs have been attempting to get us to discover is that we are grander than what we think we are. 
And this truth really has been hiding from us the truth of, of our magnificence, the truth of our power. Ultimately, that is really what is hiding is this power that we don't know that we have. And the truth has to be revealed little by little because right. we, we need to first be trained into understanding this power so that then we can begin to utilize it appropriately. So it, in many ways, I believe that it's happening exactly as it should, slowly but surely. Yeah. But at the same time, it is coming faster and furious. So the days of having the opportunity to search for the truth, seek it out, they're coming quickly to a close because it's all going to get dumped on us. Right, right. And that's, I think that's, that's an important thing for us to be aware of. Uh, and I would guess, my, my personal guess is that shortly after the election, probably in early 2021, um, massive amounts of truth are going to be coming out and we're going to be seeing really all of what has happened over the past 20, 30, 40, 100 years. All of it is just going to be finally exposed. Now, there have been people, as you have said, in, including some of the great spiritual teachers in this world, but even people who maybe don't qualify or don't classify themselves as spiritual teachers, yeah. but many, many people who have been doing research, they're more maybe scientifically minded, they're more uh, evidence-based people looking for this stuff. And they have been posting it on uh, you know, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere that they can. And of course, they have been getting dismissed by the mainstream because they are, you know, tin foil hat wearing conspiracy theorists. That's the, the that's the label that is put upon them. And I found that, you know, I started to get labeled that way when I when I began to see this stuff and I began to share it. And eventually I reached a point where I just started embracing that idea. All right. In that case, I am a tin foil hat wearing conspiracy theorist, and I am proud of that because I am willing to look at things in a way that's different from what the mainstream does. I'm willing to ask questions. I'm willing to, to, to find out stuff, even if I don't like what I find out. Yeah. And, and yeah. that I think is what makes the difference between just being a blind sheep and being someone who can expand into this beautiful, magnificent being that you and I both believe we all are. Yeah. And, you know, the thing for me is when I began to get labeled uh, crazy idea, especially for a spiritual teacher, how can you be promoting, you know, cure <laughs> conspiracies or and and all I could do was as a student of the Course in Miracles, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. I don't need to defend what I know is true for me because I am not out there trying to get people to believe me. I am simply sharing information and that's it. You accept it if you want to or don't. Exactly. But, but the place that I came uh, to be really comfortable in the way that I'm doing things is that I can live with the idea that maybe one day I'm totally wrong about what it is that I'm believing. I can live with that, but I cannot live with the thought that there was something going on that was that was harmful to humanity and I did not expose myself to it. That I cannot live with. Yeah, that, so that's- So I rather be can I, can I just, Yeah, I wanna just, uh, uh, 
I want to focus on that for a second, because I think that's a really important statement that you just made. You know, being willing to live with uh, the ridicule of being wrong versus staying silent and not even questioning what's going on. You know, especially when you can see stuff that just doesn't jibe with the mainstream story. So thank you for saying that. And I agree with you 100 um, percent. I haven't always had that mindset where I was willing to, uh, you know, to, to willing to live with the ridicule of being wrong. But now I don't care anymore. Yeah. Now I just don't care what people think of me. I honestly don't. I, I care about myself. I love myself. I know the truth of who I am. And I know you are the same way with respect to yourself. And I, and I, we are kindred spirits. I know that. So I have no worries about what's going to happen to you or me. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that we have this time together to be able to share what little we do know so that maybe others can start joining us on this path of awakening. Absolutely. And they can take from it whatever it is that they desire. So, so let's talk about what is it that you are recognizing uh, that is activating a greater sense of urgency for you uh, just because that that to me is just a great place to start because when when I began to feel a sense of urgency inside of me is is because I began to really start tapping into like a lot of information mm -hmm. and that sense of urgency was just letting me know all right, girl, we, we are on to some things here. And so I like to follow that that little you know feeling, that sensation as, as a way. It's just letting me know I'm tapping into something. You know, that's a great question. And I'm, I'm thank you for asking it. Um, and I want to just go back to a statement you made earlier. It's like someone was nudging me, nudging me to wake up. I got that little nudge and the nudge said, what is that? And that's really, that happened, that happened many years ago. I mean, it started probably 25 years ago, longer than that. And so I started looking at things. I started questioning things. And of course, naturally, I've, I fell into some of the, some of the stories about things like the Bilderberg Group, the CFR, the, all the, uh, the Trilateral Commission, all the other names that we are so familiar with today. And I didn't even realize at the time that seemed like it was pretty deep stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was just basically scratching the surface. It was it was just getting started. And over the course of the years, little nudges would show up here and there. And somehow a piece of information would come to me. Either, you know, my son, Kevin, who, who's done a lot of research on this stuff, uh, actually would send stuff my way. And I'd say, wow, look at that. And we just you know, we'd have conversations about it. Now we've actually started recording those conversations. Yeah. But in the last, I'd say. Since. I'd say about, bef well, before the 2016 election was complete, uh, somewhere in that time frame, I started paying more attention to what was going on. And because I, you know, I love doing what I do. I love supporting people and coaching and all the rest of that. But I thought, what good is this to, to be coaching people if I don't know the truth of the world? So I just yeah. started looking at things. And uh, after Donald Trump was elected and I watched the mainstream media start going crazy on their attacks on him, I started, you know, what? 
Where did all this come from? They weren't saying that before he was elected. They were only making fun of him is all they were really doing. Now they're basically attack, 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 attack. So they knew something I didn't know. And that's when I thought it's time for me to dig deeper. And so I started looking at all kinds of uh, interesting uh, stories and stuff. And then in 2017, in October, this guy, this, this entity, this, I don't know if it's a single person or a group of people called Q started showing up. And I started seeing those posts and I started saying, what is this guy talking about? And of course, Q wasn't, wasn't giving you the full picture. He was giving pieces of the picture and saying, look, if you want to know the truth, you're going to have to do some of the work yourself. And so what's happened, this whole QAnon phenomenon has grown out of that. And I see more and more and more stuff coming from all kinds of different people doing research based on his posts. Yeah. And well, you know, I thought, man, oh, this is awesome. I'm, we're waking up to the truth. And, and so many people now are fighting QAnon. It's like the mainstream media just went nuts on that. So yeah. I said, well, we must be on to something. If the mainstream media is trying to, to hide it and, and shut it down, then it's got to be something to pay attention to. <laughs> so. But you know what, to, to Elliot's point where he just uh, posted that he, he is more aware about what's going on than ever before in his life, but yet he's also more than ever before knows that he's just tapping into the tip of the iceberg because this is there's barely we we don't really know the whole picture we're just beginning to get glimpses of of that there is even a picture for us to be able to pay, pay attention and that to me is one of the brilliant aspects of q is that it drops it drops clues and you have to go search what what are these clues leading you to and the brilliant part about that it's because it's just like the spiritual journey, you know, and obviously that's what I do. I help people who are navigating the spiritual journey. It became very clear to me earlier on in my career, 15 years or so, that I was helping people who were going through the awakening process. That means they were realizing that they were not just only humans, that there was a divine essence that is part of who they are. And that essence is what connects all of us. So we were discovering that we had been basically indoctrinated, trained from the, from the moment that we're in the womb to believe that we are less than what we are. Yeah. And in my spiritual journey, I don't give people all the information. They have to question their beliefs. They have to go digging for it little by little. I, like you, give them a clue. Well, what is it that you're afraid of? Then they have to do the inventory of all of the things that they're afraid of well, where did you learn to become afraid of that thing? They have to do that that inventory. So Q is just a prompt that has people question things. And that is what makes the movement so brilliant because nobody can say, I was fed this information. Everybody has right. to say, I had to do my own research because that is that is part of the mantra of everything that comes out of that movement is do your own research. And frankly, the people who are doing their own research are, these are not, you know, high minded PhDs only. These are the average people like you, like me. And what exactly. is so amazing is that the information is there available. 
And the reason there is so much censorship now is because more of us are accessing that information that has always been there. Now, because the numbers are so huge of the searches and the sharing of this information, that those who want that information suppressed, and it's been suppressed in plain sight, that, that's, that's what's so amazing, mm -hmm. are really going berserk. But let's, right. talk about, let's talk about, um, I want to get your take in the importance of gaining this awareness, this understanding of what's going on in the world, because really that, this is what this is all about. I believe that we have been allowed, and I quote unquote allowed, to do all of the personal development work that we've wanted to do. There's been no censorship on any kind of work that helps us become nicer, helps us become kinder, helps us tap into knowing that we are God, that we are source, that we are one. That has not been censored because that just makes us happy people. But what is being censored is any information about how do, how do we get this way? How do we become conditioned into believing we're less than, than how we are? That is where I'm seeing the, the ruffles getting feathered is when we begin to piece together the systematic way in which we have been maintained in ignorance, absolute complete ignorance. And this is really for thousands of years. We are discovering things that have been happening in this country in the last couple hundred years because it's a relatively young country. But this is something that's been going on for thousands of years where the average human has been trained into believing that they are insignificant. And once we believe that we're separate and insignificant, our minds can be filled with all kinds of fear-inducing beliefs that make us very controllable. Right. What, what's your perspective on that? I totally agree. I, I, I think that... Um, I think history bears that out pretty clearly. We've seen, um, first of all, you mentioned earlier on when we were talking, you, you, you mentioned about the knowledge about who we really are, the, the truth, that deep truth. That knowledge has been available to us forever. And religious leaders have taken it upon themselves to say that knowledge is going to be withheld from you because we feel that it's important for us to control you. They have their own agenda. They want to keep everybody under control. So religions really were the biggest controllers of people for, for many, many years. And then that shifted over to political leaders, you know, but they're still the same mindset. They're still the same people who think that they have the right to control the masses. You know, they're the elite. They are the cult. They are the the chosen ones. I mean, who chose them? Well, they chose themselves. And what's, I think, really, really amazing about what's happening right now is that, um, well, we've seen how, how their, their behavior, their, in, their, their desire to control us has transformed into more and more and more corruption by the day. It's just continually expanding and growing. They get away with one thing, so then they try something else. They get away with that, then they try something else. And before you know it, we have a whole system where people are you know, trafficking in children. They're doing these terrible uh, sacrificial things with, with people and, and uh, you know, all this satanic ritual stuff because they think that that's how they uh, create immortality for themselves. 
But now more and more people like you and me are starting to become aware of this. And we're saying, no, we're saying, no, that's, that's, that's not going to happen anymore. And thankfully we have someone like Donald Trump and the, and the other white hats in the, in the organization right now who are actually very systematically dismantling this, this system. And Trump has done already amazing, amazing things to, to make that happen. He's, he's gone through and, uh, gotten the the support of many different countries to help him in fighting child uh, and sex trafficking and all this other stuff and as a result of doing that we're starting to see the clouds break in the sky now we're yeah. starting to see the light shine again yeah. and it's not really going to be complete like i said in in, in 2021 i think that's when we're going to start to see more of the truth coming out because I do believe that Trump is going to win this election. And I believe he's gonna win it in a massive landslide. And I believe that he is going to do what he has been promising to do right from the beginning, which is to return the government to the people. Yeah. And I think he's doing it not just in the US, but he's trying to, to push that same agenda into the other countries that have also been overtaken by this globalist agenda. Yeah, you know, and, and when we look at this globalist agenda, it, people would say, uh, because I look at everything from the perspective of our soul, our ego, and, and how each operates in such, such distinct and different ways. And people say, but it is good for us to have a globalist agenda. This one world order, that is good. We are one, we're one planet. We should all work together. Well, that is true. We should all work together. But yeah. what we have to understand is that anything that seeks to control some someone else, that is not a loving uh, way of of doing something that is for the greater good of all. In when we are looking to do something for the greater good of all, there is a respect for individuality. There is a respect for diversity and different cultures. When we begin to, I remember. Papa Bush, I, uh, I don't even remember when he was president, but I know that whenever he was president, I did vote for him. And I remember listening to him one time do a talk, and since I've seen it a couple of times, so, so it's it seared in my mind when he said something about the new world order. At that time, I don't know how many years ago he was in, in office, but at that time- Early 90s, right? Something like that. I really- believed that that is what the world needed was to come together in in an ordered fashion and and collaborate and co-create and and because i was beginning to to understand i wasn't on my spiritual journey quite then because it didn't really start for me full-blown until 2002 but i was beginning to feel a sense of of oneness we needed to operate in community we couldn't just be the americans over here and battling and bombing people bad people over there something innately in me wanted oneness wanted unity so i bought into that story without question i would have been one who was defending and supporting anything that had to do with new world order and it wasn't until i began to move down this journey when i began to really realize you know you said something um, about the the powers that be that they chose um, that, that they chose themselves, and in essence, they did 
choose themselves. But what has been really fascinating is that they've given us the perception that we chose them. So Correct. it has created this sense of ownership. So when people are supporting a party, we are believing that we chose them. We want them. We want this one. We don't want that one. And, and that sense of, of uh, believing that we have a real democracy, that we, we're operating, you know, whatever you want to call it, a real republic, a real, you know, government, is, is part of the thing that we're having to wake up because people are having to understand that there has been a, it, it's basically, how can I put it? It's like it's all orchestrated. And when we begin to see that the people that we thought we were electing between were chosen and selected specifically for things that they can do and, and contribute to this new world order, it really began to make me feel like, oh my goodness, I'm going through a whole bunch of emotions. I'm being, my emotions are being activated. I'm being told to vote for this one, not that one. I'm watching people take sides politically, this side versus that side. And all along, one of the beautiful things about this entire Q movement is that even though it does speak to teaching us that helping us understand Trump's role inside of this movement, I did not buy into Trump as a savior until I began to pay attention to the executive orders that he's passing, until I began to pay attention to what had happened before. I've had to do a whole lot of digging to realize the, the, the facade, the game, the play, the, the wool that has been pulled over our eyes is pretty significant. And the average person just is gonna have a really hard time when we, when we realize that everything that we thought was real is not. It's not, it's been made up. That's exactly right. You know, and, and I wanna say that, um, I, I agree with you on the the new world order thing. I mean, I the terminology always bothered me. It, it found it felt like the new world command. That's how it landed on me when I heard that new world order thing. Now the idea of a one world government where you know we're all together, we're we're all we're seeing each other as brothers and sisters living under one system, uh, and and a, a system based on love and mutual support and respect and everything, that I can buy into. I can buy into that very, very easily. But when something is, is being imposed upon me by taking away certain rights and preventing me from showing up the way I truly am, and you know, we're talking about freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of pretty much anything, when I see those things being pulled away, that doesn't sound like the new world order I wanna be in. Uh, yeah. You know? And so I, like you, I would question all these things and I would ask, well, who are these people who seem to be pushing this agenda? And of course the same names kept coming up all the time. You know, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the George Soros's, the Bill Gates's, the, all these people seem to be part of this agenda to create a world that's gonna be really great for them, you know, where they get to make all their money and they get to get all these people, you know, doing their bidding. I thought, yeah, that's not so much, not what I want at all. And 
you know, Q is just a tiny, tiny part of the of the wake up call. Now, Q is a big part in the sense that some of the information coming through is information that we might not have uh, become aware of otherwise. But it's a it, it's um, it's a small part. I mean, all the information, as you say, all the information, it's all out there. Yeah. I, except for the stuff that's classified, top secret. And so you're not going to find that on the Internet unless somebody like, uh, you know, Edward Snowden or Julian Assange or somebody like that actually uh, puts it out there and, and releases it. But that doesn't happen very more, often. So most of the stuff, yeah. most of the stuff we see, yeah. yeah, most of what we see is just it's it's public domain information and anybody can find it. But you do have to do some digging because, as you say, some of the search algorithms have been designed to push those to the bottom of the list. So, you know, hey, if you do a search on something, try looking at the last pages before you look at the first pages and see what you get. But, you know, all, all of this is supported by the way that our education system has has created conformity and not not assisted minds in being research, you know, researchers and looking for um, digging it, our, our, um, children, you know, we send our babies, you and I have sent our babies to public school to be filled, have their minds filled by these people that we thought had their best interests at hand and they were going to educate our children. So there is so much that has to be looked at and has to be, uh, well, we got to take responsibility for a lot because so much that that we are discovering happened to us because we permitted it we absolutely we, that i'm glad you said that we have been responsibility yeah yes because the, you know the spiritual journey is a journey of coming to discover your own personal power but mm -hmm. where most spiritual teachings stop in my opinion because i'm watching some spiritual leaders that you know in this new thought movement that i thought all right, here we go. We're going to promote um, uh, what what the what awakening is all about is sovereignty. They're promoting conformity. We should be conforming to this group. We should be conforming and participating in in uh, you know the the the. I, I don't want to mention specific sides because it doesn't really matter. But they are taking sides. If if you cared about people you would wear the mask. We have to comply with this because this is the law. We can't go up against the law. So when we begin to wake up, what we begin to realize is that we're we're waking up to our sovereignty. That means just like Jesus did, just like other, like Martin Luther King Jr. did, we've got to be willing to stand up to the laws and the regulations and, and speak from a place of God's sovereignty. Absolutely. People are too afraid, really too afraid to stand up. So we are we we are at a time when our minds are being so filled with fear-based information that is pitting people against each other. And what is beginning to be very clear to me is those who are taking taking control of their own minds and beginning to to question things. Not only are those the one labeled conspiracy theories, and those are the, the troublemakers now, but those are the ones who are freeing themselves that are willing in, in many ways 
they're willing to stand up and say no. And those are the ones that are actually going to, in my opinion, be the ones that are going to topple the, the insanity of, of the, this new world order that is active because the only way to, to stop that is by those who decide, you know what, uh, my sovereignty, and of course it has to come with truth, my eternalness is more important. My sovereignty and my alignment with the creative source is more important than me having a comfortable, cushy life with you giving me a false sense of safety. And that to me is really an exciting time because nobody can wake up if we don't stand up. Yeah. You know, you mentioned you mentioned the masks and I, I just have to share a little personal anecdote with you. Um, I, <clears throat> I, I have taken a stand at the beginning of this whole process that I was never going to wear a mask. And, uh, and I've got some good positive, you know, science behind me to justify that. Not least of which I believe that there isn't even a virus, let alone a disease caused by the virus, but that's for another conversation. But anyway, I decided I wasn't going to wear a mask. So I, you know, I go into Costco as an example, where they require people to wear masks going through the door. And uh, I have I have said no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you every time. And um, you know, I've had people look at me funny. I've had people question me. I've had people step further away from me. And uh, okay, no problem. But I I don't bother anybody who's wearing a mask. I just I just simply refuse to wear one. Well, in the last I don't know, three, four weeks that I've gone to Costco, I've started looking for other people who aren't wearing masks. And uh, every once in a while, I'll see one and I'll walk up to that person and I'll just say, may I shake your hand? And they say, absolutely. We shake hands and I say, thank you for not wearing a mask. Now, in the first time I did this, I, I think I found one person in the whole store. I mean, I wasn't walking around the whole store to find them, but whenever I'd see one, but lately, I've seen three, four, five, six, seven, eight people not wearing masks in Costco now. So I think what it takes is, I mean, the mask is a kind of a soft law. It's not like uh, if they had said no guns allowed anymore because you're, you know, and we've already seen what happens to people who try to defend themselves. But it's more, it's softer than that. So if you don't wear a mask, what's the big deal? You know, the worst that can happen, you're going to get arrested and they'll let you out and It'll be done, you know? So it's easier with something soft like that to stand up and say no. Draw the line and stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Now, it doesn't, you don't have to be belligerent about it. You don't have to be, you know, uh, angry or uh, non-loving about it. You just say, no, I'm not wearing a mask. Thank you. I'm not buying into that, that story. So you have the choice. If you do your own research and you come to a conclusion that you believe that a mask is unnecessary, then stand by your guns and, and don't let anybody tell you something different. That's, that's kind of how I look at it now. Well, and, and I'm grateful that you have that perspective. And for me, for me, really what matters the most is that I have come to the place where I know the creative source inside of me. And I know that this grates on spiritual people because they, you know, that this, but you're in physical form, you're a human. Mm -hmm. um, you, you should care about your other humans. But here's the thing, 
either we really believe in our sovereignty and and live with the knowingness that our well-being comes from within that the, the creative source i and the father are one that is a power that is inside of us and we invocate that that power and we absolutely completely claim it for ourselves if we're not going to claim that power as the source of our well-being we are going to believe that something external can hurt us and to me that's really if i have an issue with spiritual people today is is and even religious people if you believe that there is a creative power that has your back that has the power to heal why are we not focused on what is it that we need to do to align with that versus making something like a virus uh, capable of making us sick or a mask capable of keeping us healthy? Why is it that we are not moving to the source of all well-being? Well, the reason we can't do that is because we've been conditioned to believe that these bodies yep. are real, that the separation is real, that something external has power over us. So if we are afraid of a virus outside of us, guess what happens when we give power to something outside of us, like a virus to hurt us, then there is a medicine that can help us from the outside. Then there's an authority that has the right medicine that's gonna help us from the outside. So our minds, the biggest, the biggest thing that we need to wake up from is this illusion of separation, but this, this illusion of authority external to us. I mean, as you know, I'm a student of the Course in Miracles and the Course in Miracles says that our, our biggest problem is the authority problem. Sure. We have made external authority powerful over us. Therefore, when they tell us that we need a mask or that there's a vaccine or that there's a virus, we believe that the majority of the people believe what these external authorities teach us because we've been trained out of having a relationship with the internal authority, the creative right. source of all that is. Yeah. Yeah. And this illusion is only going to change when we connect back with that internal authority. And, and we all come to the place of knowing that it's it's a loving essence that when we tap into that, we will manifest a whole new world. So I don't buy into the whole mask thing. Now I'll put it on just because I know that the reason I I um I put my mask on is because there's scared people out there and I don't want to I don't want to contribute to their fears. Um so I, I, I'm okay doing that. However, mm -hmm. I know for me, there is not a mask. There is not a mask in the world that's going to protect me like my relationship with God is. There's not an authority outside of me that is going to tell me that I can get well-being from something external like my relationship with, with my creative source is. So I'm right. playing these silly games. But I'm only playing these games because we're all inside of a massive game sure. that we have to understand our peace in it. And right. as we wake up and we we get our part in it, then the ripple effect is, is as you've said, the ripple effect of this Q movement is, is unstoppable. And what is coming is going to just clear up this insanity once and for all. I sure hope so. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I hope so. It, it, it will be nice to be able to take a break from some, trying to tell people what's going on and just to be able to enjoy the, the truth for a moment. Yeah. But, you know, you, you said something here that um, about this, this notion of authority. And uh, I find it interesting that there are people who, you know, all they got to do is put on a white coat and a stethoscope and suddenly we're going to listen to what they have to say. 
whether they have the education, the experience, the, the expertise or not, that's they're going to be treated as the authority figure. Yeah. And um, I, I remember when I first started questioning this and I said, wait a minute, he said that this virus causes that. I said, where's the proof? And they all say to me, don't be an idiot. He says so. It's got to be true. Yeah. He, he's been serving. Really? Yeah. It has to be true because somebody just says so? Well, he's been in that capacity for 30 years, 40 years, or she has been. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we don't think anymore. We, we right. have been dumbed down. And when we go to the television to find the truth, you know we're in trouble, <laughs> especially if it's, if oh it's my being. God, yes. Yes. And, you know, I actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Now, I mean, we, the virus is like top of people's minds. So it's one, one thing that I have done a lot of research on. And I thought, okay, they're saying that this virus causes a disease. So let me see what I can find out about cause and effect relationship. Where is that exactly? You know, and I found out so many interesting things about, about the whole germ theory of, of infection. Uh, it, Oh, it, it blows the mind. It blows the mind. At, at no time, at no time in the history of human science has any virus ever been proven to cause a disease. It just hasn't happened. We are living uh, according to a theory and a poorly developed one at that with almost no supporting evidence. And from that theory, we now have a schedule of over 72 vaccines that are, are mandated for our children before they are even four, four years old. Yeah. 72 vaccines, yeah. not one of which has ever been proven to actually be effective against whatever it is that they're supposed to do, nor has it been proven to be tested for uh, safety. Yeah, and that people who want to, they, that's what's so fascinating when you start doing the, this research, those who, uh, like uh, Dale Bigtree and Robert Kennedy uh, mm -hmm. Jr., who are attempting to get testing done, to, to get proof of testing, they have been fought tooth and nail to avoid giving proof of testing, that these things actually work trials that really help solidify does this work or does does it not it really is fascinating but all of that going outside to get all of these things proven whether it's in the medical world whether it's in the you know the the pharmaceutical world the wh wherever it, it might be you know none of that would matter if we really truly knew who we were well and that's, that's, true. The, biggest, that's, that's the biggest true. lie of all and i just want to say that there's still many many people remember we gave up God years ago in favor of this thing called science. We now worship science in the Western world. And in fact, not just in the Western world, but a great part of the world. So science is our new God. And consequently, we have to deal with people on that level. In order to get them to come back to their spiritual nature, we have to show them how wrong their God is right now and come back to the true God, which actually resides right here within you. It's you're connected to it all the time. It's our and, life this, and this means, as you have said, and I have said many, many times, it means 
getting that ego mind to stop having so much control. Yeah. But the ego mind, as within, so without, is a projection. We have projected this egoic authority that that controls us because we listen to it. It's the only reason it controls us is we listen to these thoughts that are nonsensical, but we have bought into them and have made them true. So they become a our, our reality. Exactly. We have projected this onto others and call it government. So to me, so much of what is happening is the ego out there the government I just the word. We should call it e-government. <laughs> there you go. E-government. E-government. <laughs> I love that. But that that projection of power external is is a way that the ego inside of us uh, makes it so that we don't find it. We don't discover this sneaky aspect that keeps us disconnected from the truth of who we are. So we say, "You government, you can tell us what's true. You can tell us." What is the true information we should be studying in school? What is the true information that we should be applying in medicine? What is the true information that um, we should be applying in, in how we do relationships in terms of you tell us government who we can marry and not marry? Who is, you know, who has the authority to decide what's okay with my body and who doesn't? So we, we've got, there is so much that has to be unpacked for humanity to get to the place that we return to the truth of who we are. But what's so fascinating is this very science that we are trying to uphold as, as being the truth, being the God, inside of that very science, we can find the truth of the God that's inside of us. We can go to quantum science, we can go to the Tesla science, we can go to places to discover how incorrect we've been, how erroneous we've been about so many things. But that is what, to me, is really exciting about the Q movement and the, you know, the, the, the truth searchers. I mean, that's what I'm going to call it. People start talking about the Q movement. It's, it's, the, it's really those searching for facts, for searching for information that are discovering it. And any time we label something uh, conspiracy, if it really is a conspiracy, and these people are just crazy talking shit and, you know, it's, it's babble nonsense, leave them alone. Like the crazy people in the olden days, leave them alone. Nobody paid attention to the crazy person on the corner, you know, with a tinfoil hat on, on their head. Leave them alone. But the fact that this is upsetting so many lets you know that there is actually something happening here. Because when I'm working with people and we're looking at their ego, we're looking at their fears, the part that keeps them from seeing their fears is the part that gets self-inflated and begins to protect that fear by saying there is no fear. You know, you're accusing me of something that's not true. You're accusing me of, of being fearful. I'm not fearful. So whenever I hear anything that begins to try and put something else down, it's a projection. It, it's it's a it's a smokescreen. It's a don't come here because if you do go there, you're going to discover something that I don't want you to see. So whether it's our our own personal ego uh, screaming and blaming somebody else, or the media blaming somebody else, or the government blaming the other party, that to me is is always a red flag. Always a red flag that the one who screams the most is the one who doesn't want to be seen. Right. Which interestingly enough. 
You don't want to be seen, but yet you're screaming the loudest. Exactly. Yeah. The insanity of the ego mind. It's that's correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it is insanity. I mean, in insanity in its true sense just means unhealthy, bad health. Yeah. And that's that's what it is. Insanity is kind of this state of uh, bad spiritual and mental health that you've allowed to to you you've allowed yourself to become kind of cancerous in your in your spiritual nature by allowing this ego mind to grow and grow and grow and to take control of your life and it's really not that hard to to regain control within your your soul within your spirit it's not that hard all it takes is introspection introspection you know going within you're not yeah. going to find the answers out there. Yeah. You're not going to, nothing is out there. That's all projection out there. Everything is in here. Yes. And that is, that's exactly where the ego doesn't want us to look. Our egoic mind, our, our separate sense of self does not want us to go inside because what we're going to discover is just a scared little self. And that scared yeah. little self that is totally and completely inside of a <laughs> thank you Christo um, that that scared little self is no different to me than than what the media is doing scared to death that they're going to be discovered so pointing the finger at somebody else if the media let's say if the politicians if they really truly cared about the truth they would be the first ones to say, you know what? Let's all investigate this. Let's all really research this. Let's all exactly. really look into this. Yep. But the ones that are the most fearful are the ones who are pointing at others and saying, you're telling a lie. So one of the things that, that for me is, is really, is very clear to me. None of the stuff that's going on scares me in the least because I know what I am. I know that this is the play of energy. What is coming up is nothing more than the darkness that we need to face so that we can actually activate the light that is within us. And today we are being given an opportunity to face the darkest things that have been going on on this planet for thousands of years so that we can all get really honest and say, you know what, we contributed to this. Whether we knowingly or unknowingly um, contributed to it, it doesn't matter. By virtue of being humans on this planet, we have got to come together and, and clearly, clearly decide that what is not okay, what is not okay needs to not be okay across the board. If we want transparency, then we, we want that across the board. But when we, when we allow our party to not be transparent, but we want the other one to be transparent, when we allow our religion to not be transparent, but we want the other one to be transparent, we, we are basically creating, perpetuating this division. Exactly. I'm excited that 2020, the, the year of seeing clearly, the decade, this is a decade of, of revelations. We are really, truly going to have to see all the things that um, we've been trained into believing were not there because until we finally see it, and it's, oh my gosh, it's out there easy to see. We're not going to want. We're we're not going to be motivated enough to come together and and really realize that that there there is one enemy and it's the the enemy within. It's the ignorance within. It's a part of us that blames and shames others and needs to be right. And until we all just stop defending ourselves 
and start looking at what is it that's happening here. Let's get to the root of what's happening here. We're not gonna be able to come together as, as, a, as a humanity. However, we are being pushed more and more towards having to come together because things are just getting uglier and uglier. I don't know about you, but I see October as a really dark month. Right. And it's it's a necessary dark month, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, you talk about transparency. And I think what we what we need to understand, all of us, is that transparency starts right here. Yeah. You know, I can't expect transparency out there unless I'm willing to be transparent. That means I have to be honest about everything about myself. And I have to be willing to share that honesty with everyone. Until I'm willing to do that, I can't expect you to be honest. I can't expect you to be transparent. So we have to learn to, you know, the transparency part right here. And that means kind of taming the ego, quieting the ego, removing the ego in some way so that we can descend down into the truth of who we are, open ourselves up and allow our light to shine in this darkness that we have created for so many years. That's what we're talking about here. And another thing, you know, as, as you were talking, uh, uh, Lina, about, about 2020, uh, the, the, this being the decade of uh, illumination, of expansion, of growth, maybe that is the true meaning of the word transhumanism. Hmm. Maybe we're going to, in our own way, and not, not, I'm not talking about blending with AI or anything like that. I'm talking about transcending our uh, self-imposed limitations so that we become the true divinity that we were always intended to be. That, I believe you're right on with your, your assessment of this decade. Oh, well, I, I love what you just said because we have to transcend this whole notion that we're just humans. We have to transcend this idea of separation. We have to. And the, one of one of the important steps in transcending that is recognizing that we've got to work together. We've got to come together as one because this idea of some some humans being smarter than others, being righter than others, being bosses over others, yeah. that, it, that is part of the illusion that we need to let go of. And it is a, a, a very interesting time where little by little people who have been operating under the illusion that they're small, that they're insignificant, that their voice doesn't really matter, are having an opportunity to activate that, that uh, fifth chakra to begin to say, wait a second, this is what I want. I don't want to continue to be on house arrest or, or have limited mobility or not be able to have a job or be told what it is that my child is supposed to learn in school or how it's supposed to happen. We're making humongous strides towards people speaking up and discovering that their voice matters. So it's going to take a collective roar to really get all of us on the same bandwagon, but that is, that is, we're headed in that direction. Let me a ask you. A collective roar. I like that. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So let me ask you, when we're talking about transparency, what, what do you believe is one thing that would serve us if we were to be honest? What would be one thing that we, we need to speak, need to say? to really be able to begin the process of awakening? 
Well, I have a what I call a life mastery mantra that I share on every program that I do. And it's a three-part mantra. It looks at how I was in the past, how I am now, and how I am seeing myself in the future. And the first part, it says, I gratefully forgive the imperfect being I, ha I have been in the past. That's how I started. And I think we all have to do that. We have to forgive ourselves for any transgressions that we imagine that we have created for other people or towards ourselves. We have to forgive because until we forgive, well, let's just say while we are not forgiving, what we are doing is we are holding on. We are yeah. grabbing on to this, this thing that, that Lina talks about as being this fearful self. We're holding on to that. We're, we're afraid to completely open up and expand and become the magnificent beings that we are intended to be. So we have to forgive ourselves for that. Once we forgive, we release. And once we release, guess what? We open up the space for all kinds of amazing growth to happen. Yeah, so that forgiveness, that, that's the huge, powerful piece. And right along with that is, um, for me, the thing that we have to get transparent about, we really have to, to be willing to speak it is that we are afraid because this this need to control others comes from fear there's sure. this need to um follow blindly follow authority comes from fear because until we acknowledge that we are afraid we we really can't get to to the work that needs to be done which is how can a sovereign being be afraid and how can a divine child, if I am, I and the father are one, father, mother, God, whatever you want to call it, if we are one with it, how can fear exist? Exactly. Because fear is a complete illusion. It's an illusion of the ego mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love these conversations with you. Always so fun. You know, yep. oh my gosh. And uh, we're, we're, we're speaking such simple things. Yes, you know, question your fear, question your, your ego mind, this illusion. Um, it, it's pretty, pretty fascinating. Hi, Marty. So great to see you. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're friends on Facebook. I, yes. I, maybe we should connect and have a chat. That would be awesome. <laughs> yes, he is a beautiful, beautiful, authentic presenter. I love, that's why I love having these conversations with David. Um, well, my friend, what, what is your, your parting word for today's conversation? I think what I would like to say to people is, I love you. And I know that that might sound a little trite because maybe I don't know you personally, but the truth is, because you and I are one, I do know you. And therefore, I love you because I love myself. And I think it's important for all of us to learn to embrace that notion. Love is really all there is. So let's love each other, even as we move through this very dark time. Mm, love that. That is so beautiful. And what I would like to leave people with is, is just play with the idea of saying these words. I and the father are one. I and the mother are one. I and the creator are one. I and God are one. God is in me. God resides as the life force in me. 
Beautiful. If we begin to get comfortable with the possibility that there is that incredible power inside of us, what can be against us? So that's it for me. Thank you, sister, for being here with me again today. It's it's just always an honor to share space with you. And uh, I hope that our words have been of some benefit to somebody out there. Bless you, brothers and sisters. Yes. And if, if none of this stuff made sense, that's all right. Leave it right there. No harm. No harm done. We're, we're just sharing from the heart. Love you, brother. Until we meet again. Love you. Bye-bye.